Hey, you're listening to Real Talk for Jesus. Extending his air to listen to you with their host, Becky Pan. Hey guys, this is Becca. Um, I just wanted to quickly um, uh, give some verses on uh, this uh, interview before you dive into it. Um, so, like, there's this one that I ha- that is in the Bible. I'll put the you know chapter and everything, but it's basically it says, "Cast all your cares and anxieties on the Lord." he cares for you we touched a lot on anxiety and how we struggle with that me and James Cullen for SXO um yeah and I just want to encourage you to keep listening I'm going to um be recording some new stuff soon uh Lord willing uh he's equipping me uh to handle more uh situations as in like you know interviewing people who um uh, either they don't believe in the Lord, they don't want to talk about it. So basically, I'm just doing an introduction of like, I what really spoke to me through interviews of him. We didn't talk about, you know, because they don't believe or they don't want to talk about that. Which I'm never going to uh, force that on anyone, like to talk or anything. That's their beliefs. They're they're la- um, don't want to believe, lack of belief, whatever. Um, so yeah, no judgment, no. Um, no, uh, you know, tickle ears and have them lean back. So, you know, like I don't do that. So, so that I, I tell them, I don't tell, I don't want to tell them what they want to hear. I'm not a, a people pleaser. I'm not, I'm trying, I'm not trying to be that anymore. Um, so yeah, anyway, so, uh, I hope you guys are having a good week. My weekend, uh, from the 10th to the 12th was awesome. I was actually in Ensenada, Mexico at uh, Orphanage. I've been going for three years straight. This is basically the third anniversary since I went, first went August 14th to the 16th, three years ago, 2015. It was a life-changing experience. I love going and I plan on to keep going until the Lord comes back or until the day I die. Let's see which one comes first. So, um, Yes, because we're not, and touch on that, like, we're not really promised tomorrow, and it, it, I could, like, you know, um, it kind of sounds morbid and whatever, but really, like, none of us are promised tomorrow, whether we have um, a chronic illness or um, we're just walking down the street, or, you know, um, or just something happens, it's, you know, like, yeah, like, none of us are promised tomorrow, It's it is morbid, it is uh, sad or like, um, kind of unexpected how it will happen. But, um, the thing is like, are we, uh, not, I don't like, uh, are we living for ourselves, the world, um, or are we living to serve the one who created us? And for me, I'm actually being brought back into his arms. And when I say his arms is my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, um, I'm not ashamed to say that now. So, real talk for Jesus with Becca is uh, in full effect and better than ever because he I, he's extending his ear to listen to you. I'm his vessel. So, yeah, um, he's he's equipping me and helping me to become a vessel that he can use. So, he's because he's extending his ear to 
through me to listen to you. So, uh, yeah, so if you have any questions or comments, just um, hit me up on my email, realtalkbecca9177 at gmail.com. I did have a business phone. I don't have it right now. I'm going to get one uh, again. Just long story, but it's was it was... Um, I gave it away for someone who was in need. She's actually a sister in the Lord. Keep her in prayer or give, send good vibes and thoughts to her, her way. Um, and yeah, so, and I'm currently living in Victorville uh, right now. And that's where I met her through my friend, through my, I met my new friend Valerie um, through my cousin, Ronnie. Anyway, so I love you guys. Um, keep doing what you're doing if it's, you know, yeah, you know, it's, I'm awkward. Anyway, I don't know how to end this. So, um, yeah, so love you guys. Have a good week. Bye. Okay, so, uh, hey, James, this is Becca with Real Talk for Jesus podcast. How are you? Hey, Becca, how are you? Um, I'm good, doing good. Uh, it's Friday, so, <laughs> yeah, weekend's almost here, or basically here. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the weekend. I like weekends. Yeah, they're the best. Um, I mean, for me, I make my own schedule, so it's not that like I, you know, don't have work on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that my friends don't have work on a weekend, so like I gotta see like you know more of my friends during this time. Yeah, cool. that's true. Um, so let's uh, hear a little bit about you, if you don't mind. Um, like introduce sure, yourself yeah. to you and what do you yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you want to know? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, just like, um, just like a little intro about yourself, like, uh, um, what you do for a living, like, what, um, what got you in, interested in that and to pursue it, and like what you're doing right now with all that, with all this stuff. I understand you're a director, a film director. Yeah, so my name is James Cullen Bressack. I'm a writer, director, producer. Um, I've made in total, amongst all three, about 38 feature films. Wow, that's awesome. Um, and I am 26 years old. Dang. So I've, yeah. I've been doing this since I was 18, nonstop. And, uh, Congrats, man. Suddenly I am 26. I feel like it's been like... A long time. It's it's weird to say that I've been doing this almost a decade, and yet I'm still like super young. Yeah, so it's like, oh, yeah I know. Yeah, right. Because it's like, you know, how do you? When when I'm in interviews or, or in like something, people say like a veteran, and I'm like, wow, veteran, and I'm like 26, like that. Yeah, that feels so weird because like I feel like I've like just started. Um, yeah, even I've been doing this a decade. Um, I totally know, get so it. Yeah. There's so much more ahead, um, mm-hmm. so I'm just excited for the future. And uh, you know, I, I like to stay positive and, and just keep uh, keep my head down and work. That's kind of what I do. That's awesome. That's cool. That's really good. Um, so, uh, what like what um, was the first thing that got you interested in pursuing this career um, that you're in? Well, I mean, I loved movies my entire life. Yeah. You know, I've just been, like, a huge film fan. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just uh, really like movies. And, and what really kind of brought me into focusing on film in my life was, you know, uh, my dad got really sick when I was younger. And mm-hmm. he was, like, bedridden. He was having liver failure. Okay. And I'm like, 
yeah. was watching movies. And so yeah. like it kind of like made me realize like film is like this art form that like people are able to share like a time and a story and an experience together all at once and yeah. you know, gave them stuff to talk about. It was just really like a powerful understanding and moment for me that made me realize like this is what I want to do. It's like the highest art form there is. Yeah. All other art forms. Like it combines everything all into one, like photography, paintings, you know, writing, everything all yeah. into one. So it I'm speaks a lot of volumes to everyone, like, you know. Yeah, so I just, you know, I really wanted to uh, pursue it. So at the age of 18 years old, um, mm -hmm. much against my parents' wishes, mm -hmm. I yeah. straight out of high school uh, wrote a, a, a horror movie, and I was like, well, Rodriguez only needed $7,000 to make his first movie. All I need is $7,000 to make mine. So I wow. found something to give me seven grand, made a movie, and it was awful. That's awesome of you. You know, like not. I don't. I don't hear many uh, stories about directors doing that. That's pretty cool, man. I just try to make it fun for everybody. Yeah. Like make it you know, something special, like a special experience. Yeah. For my crew, because like you know they, they work hard. Yeah. It also shows like recognition for the fact that like you know they're doing something, and like a lot mm -hmm. of times that like, people feel unrecognized for the work that they're doing, and I think it's important to like recognize and appreciate those that help you achieve your goals. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, uh, I got some uh, topics that I'd like to ask you questions about, if you don't mind. It's not religious or anything, you know. So. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so, just like, I, I don't know how I would interpret life. Like, I mean, I know I would 
but like how do you how would you would interpret it like example like how if you had the chance or given the chance would you do something different like if like not just a mistake or but like do over a situation to make a different outcome or if you were given a chance to do something and like do, like be, like yeah, basically what I said like do it over and yeah like good yeah um so okay so uh the next topics um they're kind of like hand in hand but they're different it's just because i um am really more into like ways i want to raise awareness about it and like i actually um know people who suffer from it and stuff so it's like more of like a, a personal thing like uh in my life like that I'm into, but it's, like, mental and emotional illness. Um, like, in any kind of aspect, like, have you, like, what are your thoughts about it? Like, have you, like, how, um... I, I feel like there's yeah. way too much of a stigma on this yeah, project exactly. within, uh, within America and, uh, and really the world. And, uh, I mean, anybody who has, has made people feel like, you know, not having emotions or hiding their emotions is the best way to go, I think, is silly because, yeah. you know, it, it, it teaches us to be ashamed of being sad. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I definitely go through bouts of, of being sad all the time. I think we all do, some more than others. Yes. And I think it's, I think, you know, depression is a real thing, and I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, it, the, the, it, it sucks because the only way you can really feel less depressed you know, communicate that you are depressed with people and, and, and reach out. Yeah. And, 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 and for some reason, there's such a stigma of people wanting to hold their emotions so close to the vest because I guess somehow, somewhere, we were taught vulnerability was, was, was bad. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, that stigma uh, exists, you know, quite a bit. Um, and, yeah. And it's, it's, it's strange, too, because, like, you know, I, know, I don't know what, growing up was, mm -hmm. but like I know like as, you know, I know as like a man growing up, you know, you're on a sports team, you get injured, you know, they're like, walk it off, like don't yeah. cry, walk it off, like, you know, there's no crying in, you know, baseball, like all this stuff. Like, yeah, like the league of the that uh, Tom Hanks said to that girl. Exactly, so we're conditioned like our whole lives to hide our emotions, that it's, you know, it's, it's, it, I, I'm, I'm almost imagining, I mean, maybe I'm crazy saying this, but I feel yeah. like the fact that we're forced to keep our emotions bottled up so much is why they become so heavy on us all the time. Yes, exactly. My, my thoughts, exactly. I feel the same way because, like, I mean, and even towards myself, like, I'm very open about, like, 
what I'm thinking about, what I'm doing, like how I feel a lot about myself and like little things. And people are like people, like friends in my life, like they misunderstand it and I don't know how to convey to them. I'm like it's how if I basically if I keep it in myself, keep it to myself, it kills me. So I need to like at least let it out. I don't expect advice or anything, but I need to be heard about, like, I just want to be well, yeah, I mean, some, yeah. Sometimes people just need somebody to listen. And, yeah. You know, I'll tell you, like, you know, my bouts of, of getting depressed totally are what drive me, because, like, for some reason, every time I'm, like, not productive for, like, a day, yeah. my mind starts, like, you know, literally, like, I start thinking, like, oh, what are you doing with your life? You're just fucking up everything. Like, what, yeah. Like, why are you doing it? And then, like, I start being so down on myself. I think so too because like um uh it's like and also like for me like my experience with like uh mental and emotional illness uh I was I, my personally for me I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder and then depression within a year of each other like from 12 13 and then um it it just I already had like an idea like they would tell me, like, oh, you're just shy. They would just pass it off as shy. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then they would say, you're too smart to be in these special ed classes. And I was like, I was like, okay, like, I don't get it, but whatever. And then when I got my diagnosis, I was like, oh, I'm not normal. I'm not normal. And then I'm like, really, what is normal, you know? And it doesn't make me, it's just a bit, a bigger, or like, it takes me longer to get, to somewhere than the average person, you know, to do something, and I always, and I always tried to hide my real, um, feelings, because for me, I did not want to worry anyone, they would always, like, tell me, like, oh, just let us know, so then, you know, like, but I didn't want them to be sad already, they're already sad, so I didn't want to make them more sad, so the stigma really, like, hurt me, like, um, um, like made me be more silent about like what really was going on and I hate and now that I see it as that I was like that sucks you know like even if you're gonna you're worried about worrying or making people sad you gotta let out what is going on even more than what's on the surface you know yeah because yeah. like it was just a struggle throughout school for me and um I didn't end up um meeting other people like, with myself, like, my same kind of struggles until high school. It was, like, this little special ed program, and um, I went there, and I was, like, at first I was the only other girl there. There was all these guys and this one girl and then me. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. And then I was, like, what is going on? And then little by little, you know, uh, there was more, get more girls being enrolled. I was, like, oh, thank God I'm not the because that girl left, and yeah, like, but anyway, um, but my point being, like, yeah, like, I didn't, I was so quiet that they thought I was mute, you know, at the time, and, um, 
yeah, I don't even know where, I'm Bramble, I'm so sorry. I go from place to place, it's kind of like, anyway. Oh, don't even worry, no, you're, you are, you are splitting your story, keep going. Yeah, okay, thanks. Um, so yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, just like, meeting other people who had like, not just like, anxiety, well, I'm not, basically it seemed like I was the only one there with an anxiety disorder, but there's other kids there who, we were like a family there at the end of the day, like, um, there was, like, with, uh, anger issues or, uh, impulse control, and, like, uh, there was this one kid who couldn't stop staring, like, he had a staring problem, um, and, like, it was just, like, and we were all, like, you know, um, there because, well, it was, it seemed like it had a hills of eyes vibe. You didn't, (laughs) that's what I like to call it, because, there was, like, a lot of, like, you, you go there, like, but you don't know what, like, you're, it's, like, in the middle of nowhere. It's a little program, and it's through a continuation school, and I'm, like, what is going on, like, and then they would, it wasn't very, uh, a good idea to say, like, um, like, if you, like, when we would act up and, like, you know, not, you know, be, like, behaving or whatever, like, whatever, they would say, well, you know, there's a lot of kids on the waiting list who would love to be here, and I'm like, really? I'm like, seriously? I'm like, wow, I'm like, well, and then they're like, you're lucky to be here. I'm like, I, I'm like, wow, I'm like, and then that kind of like, you know, scared me, but anyway, like, so I didn't really open up until I met my best friend, and she actually got me to start talking, so there's this like, she took it as a challenge when everyone was saying, oh, um, she doesn't really talk, and she's like, are you serious? And they're like, not, they're like, yeah, she doesn't talk, and then she's like, I'm gonna go see, they're like, good luck, right, when she asked me my name, she said she couldn't shut me up, so it's like, yeah, like, and then we've been friends for like, yeah, the past 10, these past 10 years, or like 11 years, yeah, like, we've known, yeah, we're still friends, and, um, yeah, like, I, I, I actually visited her, like, three years ago, after she had her, her daughter, so I got to see her, like, her daughter, like, when she was, like, barely a month old, and it's just, like, it's crazy, like, how, you know, life moves and stuff, you know, like, but how we started out as, like, kids in a special ed program, and now we're all grown up and stuff, but, um, yeah, like, there's just, like, it's just really sad, because, like, she not only suffered from, like, um, an emotional disorder, but she has epilepsy. And I, I'm really more, and I, and since I found out um, that she has seizures and stuff, and it's really sad because she lives in Bellingham, Washington now. But over here, and she gets more support and stuff like insurance and more uh, benefits over there than here in California. And I don't, because, like, they're like, well, you're able to work, you know. And, uh, you know, so you, you can't, you know, like, we don't really qualify for, like, you know, like, say, Cover California or something, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, well, and then they would deny our Social Security, and I was just like, this is not, this is not right, you know, like, what is going on just because, you know, like, she, like just because she can function at some point for a little bit, but then, you know, her epilepsy kind of limits her, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, like, it just, it's, like, um, like, that, that's also what I wanted to, you know, talk about, like, the benefits of, like, you know, like, 
like why there's like so, not just stigma, but there's also like uh, like if it doesn't look, if you don't look disabled or any or like you know like you have a problem, like if it's not visible to the naked eye, then you're just exempt from any getting help. Well, I, I think people are just afraid of problems in general. Yeah. Even if it is, even if it is visible to the naked eye, because I think like you know people inherently have a fear of weakness, um, and and that's. They perceive stuff like that as weakness, and, and I, I think it's something that society is conditioned within us, which I think is just wrong. Yeah. And they don't, we don't, and then, um, like, no one likes to talk about it, and that's what I like to talk, like, the talk about on here, like, you know, like, the hard issues and, like, stuff, like, come on, like, we gotta at least voice them, you know, we gotta, you know, get, put it out there, because, like, it is happening, you can't just not talk about it. It's happening right now, you know, not just like, you know, little things like, oh, someone's identity is stolen every two seconds. Well, every few seconds, you know, someone is being denied something or like, you know, like, yeah, like every, you know, like, and then we're not really raising awareness or actually talking about it. Like, there's other things that seem important, which are fine, you know, but what about these things that get overlooked, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, people inherently, um, you know, want to connect with other people. Um, and I think it's important to be open to, uh, you know, conversations and, and connection. And ultimately, like, I feel that, um, you know, society has conditioned us to be so disconnected now by, you know, social media and all this stuff, you know, we're, we're so disconnected yeah. but also like connected it's like it's like an personal connection almost yeah and i think it's very important now to like reach out and have conversations with others and, and really you know have like a positive um you know openness to other people yeah. and and i think you know the perception of of you know mental illness being a a, a you know, uh, mm-hmm. a detriment to people. I think, yes, people definitely suffer, but we should not be, you know, cruel to those that suffer. We should be understanding. And I think yeah. that's, that, that's the first step to moving forward. Uh, and I think that's, a, that's important. Um, and because, you know, you should never underestimate the pain that somebody else is going through. Yes, of course. Yes, I totally agree. Okay, so um, I have a couple more topics if you don't mind um not yeah well um one is like your daily life what um like uh what your daily routine is that like you know you know like just like how do you like for me like just example i have to pump myself up just to go to the store because of my anxiety well what do you do like just to like I, i mean like i know it's different for everyone they're like we just go you know like but like what is your like like, your daily routine, like, you get up and, like, you know, like... Well, I mean, I have a car, but driving gives me way too much anxiety, so I have to, like, Uber places or, like, go somewhere walking distance because, uh-huh. like, driving gives me a lot of anxiety. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I just hate driving. I have yet to learn how to drive, so <laughs> you're ahead of me, actually, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, uh... So you go, like, wa- you go to places walking distance, so... Like I'll take an Uber. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, do you, so, like, um, let's see how, like, I'm trying to, like, 
personally, do you feel like uh, some people are like get it like um, like in your life? Like, do you have people in your life who actually like um, understand like how much like um, that affects you? Like the anxiety sometimes, like you know, or there, or there, or have you ever run into people who are like? Ah, like get over it, or like I don't think it's that, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People that say that kind of stuff, like you know, I definitely suffer from anxiety a lot. Like yeah. I have, I have this, you know. Anytime I think somebody's mad at me, I like have to like figure out why they're mad at me. So like yes. I get angry and stuff yeah. like that. But it's it's like you know sometimes I wonder why somebody doesn't tell me. I mean sometimes they're like, oh, I'm not mad. I was just busy, and I was like, well, why didn't you just say that? Like, yeah. You know, but uh, so I have anxiety about certain stuff. That like I'll, I'll get anxious about, but I, I don't think it's on like an extreme level. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I just try to, I just try to stay positive. And anytime like I go into these spins mentally uh, on an anxious level, I just start to go, okay, well, you know, it's it's just how my mind's working at the moment. Yes, yeah, I I gotta think more positive, like um, not just in like things in general, like life in general, but also about myself because like it. At the end of the day, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one who's, like, you know, with myself, like, alone in my room or whatever, or, you know, yeah, like, yeah. my phone, and, like, yeah, so, like, um, like, how my brother says, like, at the end of the day, you go to sleep with only yourself, like, you're, 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 you know, like, you're, you're, you're and when you, you came into this earth, like, by yourself, basically, you're gonna leave it by yourself, so you might as well try and like yourself, like, or, you know, well, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it's very important to like yourself. Because, yeah. like, you know, at night when you're when you're going to bed, like, and the lights are off, and you're just there thinking, like, you're left with your own thoughts. Yes. You're going to be by yourself, and you have to be able to um, be comfortable there and be okay with, you know, yourself. Yeah, and I have a, I've had, oh my gosh, like so many years, all my life, like I've been having a hard time with myself, but like, um, and I'm also a people pleaser. So that doesn't really go hand in hand. You know, I try to be something for everyone. And, you, you know, I don't think that's possible. I don't, it's not possible at all. So, um, yeah, like I've been told that, but I still try. Um, and it's crazy because, or strange to me, how much I care about everyone and want to make sure they're comfortable and do things, you know, um, um, considering how... Uh, one of my parents is uh, doesn't really like people at all. They voice that, you know, like, um, oh, no, like, I'm not going to give them a chance. Like, they're just all, you know, they, they're not worth it. Like, they're just, they're going to hurt. So, they're just like, yeah, the less interaction with them, the better. And I'm like, wow, like that. And I would never adopt that. I'm like, I care about all people. Doesn't matter, you know. Um, so, and it's, and it, and it's also strange for me because I'm like, okay, I want to interact with people. It's very hard for me to interact with people, um, and yet I try to the best of my ability to make everyone comfortable, except for myself. It's funny. Like, I put myself last, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, call myself, like, the most social, antisocial person in the world. Because, yeah. like, put me in a social environment, I'm very good at talking with people. Yeah. But, I, but if given the decision, I normally would like to be by myself at home. <laughs> I know, right, yeah. I was like, just put on Netflix or just, like, listen to music. Yeah, and exactly. good, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what, what gets me to go out is that I realize, like, okay, I, like, I need 
to like I can't just do this all the time. Like, yeah, because it, for me, it's it's very unhealthy because I've always been I grew up kind of sheltered, you know, and um, so I was just like, man, like I really didn't. I mean, you know, like typical teenage stuff. I didn't really like go to parties or go to sleepovers or anything. So, like, I was just like anything that I know about that is from movies, so I love movies, like, it, like, it, like, I, I live vicariously through the characters in my favorite movies, like, um, so, like, I felt, I felt alone, but not too much alone, because I knew what people were doing outside, or, like, with the, with their friends and stuff, and I'm like, and then I think about, I'm like, that's really sad, <laughs> so I'm like, now that I'm an adult, um, I can actually, like, make an F, like, I can be more, independent and, you know, like, um, not worry about, like, having to ask my parents, like, if I'm a 16-year-old, like, oh, can I go out or something, yeah, you know, like, I'm on my own, um, and, you know, like, I just choose, like, I try to make plans as much as I can, and, yeah, like, interact, even just family, you know, just, like, yeah, like, I try to, for me, it's not healthy to just, like, sit on my computer every day and just, like, as much as I like to. Yeah, like, um, I need to get out and, like, you know, interact. But then, um, yeah, because, like, but then it, dra it drains me. It actually drains me, and then I have to come back and recuperate and then go back out when I need, when I feel ready. It's, it's funny. Yeah, so, um, uh, one more topic, and then I think we'll, you know, close out. Um, if you don't mind. Sure. Okay. Uh, what is your take and views on the entertainment industry? Like, what the industry you're in? Like, um, I know, like, I've heard that, like, California is, like, the trendsetter of, like, everything around the world and stuff. Like, I don't know. Like, uh... I mean, a lot of productions are moving to different states based upon tax incentives right now. Yeah. But I, I definitely think, like, L.A. is the genesis of, of a lot of film, um... But, you know, I I think film can be made anywhere, and anybody can make film. I, I mean, yeah. I remember, you know, I made a movie for a $500 budget on an iPhone <laughs> to show that you can make a movie with anything. Um, <laughs> you know, what cool. people really care most about is a good story. So. Yeah. How impacting it is and, like, what, like, they, uh, oh, there's always someone who can relate to either the story or a character, even if it's very minor. Like, you know, it, not just the main character or anything. Like, I know I find myself looking at some characters. I'm like, wow, they're, they're not in there that much, but I can totally relate. Um, you know, and yeah, it's just really crazy, you know. Um, okay, so uh, do you want to plug anything before uh, we... Uh, uh, follow me on Twitter at James Cullen B. That's mm -hmm. at J-A-M-E-S-C-U-L-L-E-N-B. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, shoot me a, a message, and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Um, yeah, um, th thank you so much for being on here. Like, it just, it, it made my day. It's really awesome. Like, I've been going through a lot, and this really is amazing. I well, can't you're totally awesome, and thank you so much oh, for taking the you. time to chat with me. And anybody listening, check out my movies if you like horror movies. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that. I love horror movies, like, yeah. yeah. Awesome animated kids movie that's on uh, Amazon Prime right now for free called Cargo. Okay, cool. 
Awesome. So thank you guys for listening, and thank you, James. Um, uh, hope we, hopefully we can meet in person um, and, yeah, you know, just hang out and stuff. So thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Thank yeah. you so much, and I'm glad you uh, reached out. Yeah, uh, same here, and um, I'm glad you actually responded. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Okay, um, have a good day, and we'll see you guys, Real Talkers. Okay, bye. 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 Yay!